welcome to Meet My Brain, a field guide to Asperger's. I'm your host, The Autistic Woman. I appreciate support for the podcast on Patreon. Patrons bring this free content to listeners with their monthly contributions. There's a link to the podcast Patreon page in the show notes. Please support the show. This is the fourth episode in a series on autism and domestic violence. This subject might bring up things for some people that could make them uncomfortable, so please consider that before listening. This episode is about gaslighting. Gaslighting is a common, emotionally abusive tactic used by manipulators. It happens in romantic relationships, family relationships, at work, with friends, and institutions. Gaslighting is defined as a type of psychological manipulation that occurs over an extended period of time and causes the victim to question the validity of their thoughts, perception of reality, or memories. The term comes from an old movie called Gaslight. In the movie, the husband slowly convinces his wife that she's mentally ill by repeatedly, over a period of time, turning the gas lights down and then denying the lights are dim. He does other things like putting an item in her purse, then asking her where it is. She denies knowing and he conveniently finds it in the purse, making her vulnerable to his suggestion that she's losing her mind. The first time it happens, the wife questions it. As the incidences increase and her husband denies it's happening, the wife doubts her own observations. The manipulator continues to create situations designed to undermine her trust in her judgment and to increase her reliance on him. Other than physical violence, gaslighting can be the most devastating form of emotional abuse. It's hard to see. If it was obvious, it wouldn't work. Gaslighting is very serious. It's emotional and psychological manipulation and abuse. The gaslighter believes in what they're doing. They might even say they're telling the truth for a person's own good. Their truth has little to do with reality. They don't care how someone else sees it because in their minds, they're always right. Nothing a victim can say, no proof that exists, even a recording, can convince the gaslighter they're lying. Gaslighting can appear to be a compliment. It can feel good at first, and that builds trust in the victim. Gaslighting can be saying, this is the best date I've ever been on. It can't be true, yet most people like to hear it. Early in the relationship, the gaslighter might buy expensive presents or flowers after every date or take the victim on an extravagant trip. The gaslighter is grooming the victim, testing to see how easily they're manipulated. With each lie that's believed, the gaslighter grows stronger and the victim grows weaker. It happens over time. I'm not referring to one lie. When a gaslighter is sure of a person's trust, which they try to gain as quickly as possible, they ask revealing questions. The answers will be used to manipulate in the future. What appears to be innocent or sharing is not. The questions will sound like, what's your greatest fear? Are you and your family close? Confusion is at the center of gaslighting. People are open to suggestion when they're confused or uncertain. Their defenses are down and they can be in a kind of trance. What gaslighting is intended to achieve is 
to keep the victim off balance, to have a victim question how they perceive reality, to undermine the victim's self-trust, to gut the victim's self-esteem, to make it impossible for the victim to criticize or judge the abuser, to make the victim believe they're losing their mind, to make the victim accept that their beliefs and emotions are wrong, to question their own actions, to feel lost or crazy or ignorant, to feel they can't trust their own decisions, to lose a sense of self, to question themselves, their competence, their ability, their adequacy, to make them think they're never good enough. Here are some of the things can happen to a victim who's been gaslighted. They might stop caring about how they look. They might start to dislike their job or feel inadequate at it. They'll lose interest in their hobbies. They'll believe that they can't do anything right. They'll avoid friends and isolate themselves. They may have increasing depression and hopelessness. They don't know what they like or dislike or care. They can't concentrate. They feel like giving up. They feel suppressed anger. They're indecisive due to a lack of trust in their decisions, needs, and wants. I experienced gaslighting over a period of years. At first, my instinct or intuition helped me, kind of. When my partner said something insulting that hurt, I would immediately feel a pain in my chest. It would last only a second or less. My brain would say, that's not true. Then my autistic brain would shut down. I couldn't wrap my head around it. I felt conflicted. Later, I thought about it and felt confused. I would describe it as a picture in my mind of me treading water in the middle of the ocean and not knowing where the land was. My navigation system wasn't working. Eventually, I learned that if I argued or tried to prove my point, he would walk out or insult me more or get loud and angry. I learned not to say anything. It wasn't worth it. I was in a lose-lose situation that made it easy for him to get away with whatever he wanted. In that relationship, I was having constant meltdowns. I didn't leave him. I convinced myself he loved me and that I just didn't know how to have a relationship. Gaslighters confuse others by constantly lying. My partner would get this funny smirk on his face and a kind of gleam in his eyes. I got to know this look well. Years later, when I went on a blind date, I admit I was analyzing the guy and looking for signs. After about 20 minutes, he said, I can see the future, the two of us laying in bed cuddling. That's where I want to be with you. He waited for me to say something. That same familiar smirk spread across his face. Gaslighters know they're lying and they will never acknowledge it. If you were to show them evidence of the lie, like a video, a text message, a picture, anything, it won't change their story. They will love watching you struggle to get them to admit it. They'll even throw in one of their catchphrases like, Can you hear yourself? Or, You're being irrational. Oh, and that will most likely end the conversation. A victim might ask herself, that isn't true, why is he saying that? Which can become, that's not true, why do I stay with him? Which really means, what's wrong with me? 
A favorite gaslighter's technique is called future faking. In a relationship, it's the guy who tells his girlfriend they're going to get married and seven years later they still haven't set a wedding date. Future faking is intentionally vague and sounds like, as soon as I get a better job, as soon as we can agree on a place, when you're more stable, next year after the holidays. The gaslighter uses future faking to handle something they were never going to do anyway. It's a game. It's not about fear of commitment, which to me is just another excuse. It's literally a way to see how long a person can keep the victim hanging on. And the longer they do, the more justified the gaslighter feels. Notice that it's a lose-lose situation, which a victim eventually figures out, consciously or unconsciously. The victim learns that when they try to assert themselves or make a point, rather than caring, the gaslighter will get mad and say something insulting. Gaslighters play to win, and they always do. When they lie or insult or try to hurt the victim, the victim may think, I'll beat him at his game and say nothing. Saying nothing empowers the gaslighter. It gives them permission. It's feedback that gaslighting is working. It doesn't just happen in romantic relationships. The day I graduated from law school, the family planned to go out to dinner. After the graduation ceremony, one of them announced, there's really no reason for us to go out tonight. Let's wait and see if you pass the bar exam. I felt so hurt I didn't respond. I just stood there. The statement was meant to diminish my achievement. Not only was it future faking, it cast doubt on whether I would pass the exam. Here are some of the ways autism made me easy for a gaslighter to fool. If I had a meltdown, I was told that I was out of control, too emotional. In general, change doesn't bother me. Leaving a bad relationship or job is a huge change that causes me great anxiety. At times, it seems like relationships come naturally for others, so I might trust other people's opinions over mine. I got the message throughout my life that there was something wrong with me. I was too shy, too sensitive, too whatever. There was a time when I thought being accommodating was of value. It's what nice people do. I often see the world as black or white. I like clarity. Confusion is gray. Analyzing it or ruminating doesn't work to give me any answers. I trust easily. If someone said they were there for me, I trusted them. I thought if I was honest, they would be too. I follow the rules. Gaslighters have two sets of rules, one for themselves and one for everyone else. I have empathy. I know how it feels to be hurt, and I don't want to do that to someone else. A gaslighter loves this. They play the victim when it's to their advantage because it works. I have compassion. When the gaslighter told me I didn't, I tried harder to prove it. I'd worry. I knew I had compassion. Did I lose it? Compassion is black and white. You're compassionate or you're not. You have it or you don't. You don't lose compassion. Gaslighters are good at appearing to have a sixth sense. They certainly pick up on autistic traits. They observe people and learn what works. It becomes a game that they practice throughout their lives, and that's what makes them good at it. Gaslighters have favorite phrases they use to manipulate, confuse, and control a victim. Things like, you can't take a joke. You're imagining things. You were there, don't you remember? 
Stop being so sensitive. You're upset over nothing. You need to learn how to communicate. It's always something with you. Stop taking everything I say so seriously. You're the only person I have these problems with. You're always jumping to conclusions. Do you hear yourself right now? I never said that. You're irrational. You overanalyze everything. Don't take everything so personally. We talked about this. Don't you remember? You're reading too much into this. You're overreacting. Just get over it. All gaslighting is made up of lies and distortions of the truth. Not all lies are gaslighting. Not all the things we say to each other in an argument are meant to gaslight the other person. It's a pattern over time, leaving the other feeling confused. As humans, we see things differently. People question each other's motives. It's not gaslighting when it's genuine, when one person listens to the other and considers what was said. Gaslighting and poor communication skills are not the same thing. When a poor communicator is asked to take another person's point of view into account, and sincerely listens to requests to do things differently, they might be autistic, but not gaslighters. Gaslighting is meant to control. It's meant to take away someone's power. It's done from a position of authority, real or imagined. It steals self-esteem, confidence, trust, happiness. It's for the gaslighter's benefit at the victim's cost. It can be especially difficult to walk away from a gaslighter because a victim has been brainwashed and believes they're incapable of handling their own lives. A victim can fool themselves after being manipulated by a gaslighter because they're used to seeing the negative in themselves. Years after a relationship or job has ended, a person can continue to question their adequacy, their competence, their value. There are other ways we are gaslighted. For example, some politicians engage in future faking. Anytime someone with a history of untruthfulness makes a promise about something they say will happen later, they're future faking. Organizations say they don't discriminate. They don't consider race, gender, sex, religion, age, or disability in making hiring decisions. A friend of mine purposely left his date of graduation, licensing, and employment off his resume because he was concerned that his age would take him out of the running for a position. His experience and accomplishments should have been enough. He managed a successful business, received awards and recognition for his work, wrote a book, and was seen as a leader in the community. Why does it matter when he graduated? He was told he had to supply the dates in order to be considered for the job. We're gaslighted by the researchers who use disproven theories to describe autistic traits. A gaslighter is not swayed by facts and knows how to sound like an authority. What's ironic to me is that as an autistic, if I were to provide proof that some research is wrong, a gaslighter might say things like, you don't get it. You're hyper-focused on just one part of the research. Or, you can't understand because you lack a theory of mind. Or even, you're so stuck in overanalyzing that you can't see the big picture. There are millions of dollars or pounds worth of benefit to keeping autistics in a lose-lose position. Maybe I'm being too analytical if I think the gaslights are getting dimmer. Another example of gaslighting is when someone says, you don't look autistic, 
or suggests that you're faking it or questions whether you got an official diagnosis. Sometimes there's a gaslighter in a victim's life who can't be completely avoided. They may use guilt, love, and obligation to control. They do things you didn't ask them to do and call them favors. The best strategy for a person being gaslighted is to first notice it. Question everything. Is it true? Second, get away from a gaslighter. It's a lose-lose situation and always will be. It destroys lives. Third, don't gaslight yourself. Remember that virtually everything the gaslighter said about you was a lie. Stop believing it. Finally, being easily fooled doesn't make you a fool. Being naive is an autistic trait. Seeing patterns, analyzing, thinking logically, solving problems are some of our strengths. Those are the very traits that can help us stay safe. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please support the podcast on Patreon. There's a link in the show notes. I love hearing from every one of you. Contact me on Twitter at anautisticwoman or by email at info at theautisticwoman.com. This has been Meet My Brain, a field guide to Asperger's. I'm The Autistic Woman. Mm-hmm.